Welcome, and thank you for joining us on the First Lutheran Podcast. During this 2022 season of Lent, First Lutheran Church in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, will explore the theme, Joyfully We Give. Even in a time of turmoil and uncertainty, we joyfully come together as a congregation to share our time and talents with each other, with our community, and with all those in need beyond our walls. This short podcast series will feature First Lutheran members as they share their stories of giving joyfully. On today's episode, we welcome members of the First Lutheran Care and Health Board. Welcome to an episode of the First Lutheran Church Podcast. My name is Jason Van Ruler, and I am with the Care and Health Board. And our mission statement is, the care and health ministries of First Lutheran Church promote the health and well-being of the body, the mind, and the spirit as well as tend to the needs of the healing and the comfort in these areas. We do the work remembering that God ultimately heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Our ministries exist for the members of First Lutheran Church and also the wider community, striving to empower and equip all Christians to compassionately care for others, following the example of Jesus. First, we'd like to hear from Barney to talk a little bit about one of our efforts in the mind area. Hi, my name is Barney Brandenburg. Um, We had made a decision um, several months ago that that dementia caregiving support was going to be a high priority for our group. Uh, We had many factors that we considered. Uh, Some of them are that currently there's about 18,000 residents of South Dakota who have uh, dementia. Uh, and there are about 38,000 caregivers of the state. Well, that's, that's a significant number. Um, and because of the, the amount of time dedicated to caregiving and the associated cost, we felt that it would be appropriate for our board to, to perhaps support a caregiving group. So understanding the scope of the problem, we decided to do some research uh, about this. We uh, initially invited a member uh, the, the leader of a local support group uh, at another uh, church facility here to come and talk to our board. After doing so, several of us then went and visited that support group to get an idea of what was going on. Uh, then COVID hit, and we couldn't uh, proceed with much of anything until um, April of last year, uh, at which point we had uh, invited the um, um, CEO and um, the uh, major um, support people from the Alzheimer's Association, the local state chapter, to come and, and visit and give a, a discussion with our board. Um, after looking at this, we, we decided that we would need to incorporate an educational uh, foundation uh, and, and elected to proceed by uh, using the guidance of a workbook uh, written by Dr. Edward Shaw. So our first meeting was in October of this year. Uh, we've been meeting monthly from that point for about an hour to an hour and a half. There are somewhere between 8 to 12 regular members uh, who, who uh, return to this group for um, uh, just their support. Um, and um, we, we think that it's a, a very good ongoing experience that, uh, that our board can offer. Okay, 
Barney, that sounds like something that's really important as a resource for the community. What should people know if they're interested in the group? Who is it for? Where can they find more information? Yeah, this, this group is primarily uh, set up for First Lutheran members. However, we, we are accepting uh, other people. Um, because of the format, um, it's hard to jump in midway, midstream. So it, it looks like we'll probably start another group uh, this coming October for those who haven't started yet. Um, we have identified a number of things that are, that are important uh, to caregiver, um, caregivers who, who give care for dementia patients. Um, we find that it's very important for them to tell their story. Um, we, we think that um, becoming educated about dementia is a very important uh, point. Uh, we, we have a chapter on learning to adapt to a changing relationship, a uh, chapter on uh, grieving with losses, uh, learning to make sure to take care of yourself as well as uh, taking care of your, your care partner, uh, learning to ask for and accept help from others, and preparing for what's ahead. Um, we also are, are going to be exploring existential and spiritual questions to find meaning um, in the group. Um, because of that, um, it, it, it's an ongoing process and, and it, it, it builds upon itself on a, on a monthly basis. Okay. What would you tell someone who's interested in the group but maybe a little hesitant to reach out or afraid to make that first call? What, what would you want to say to them? Um, I think that's a common uh, problem that people would have with this. There's, there's a certain amount of um, stigma that goes along with being uh, related to someone who has dementia. And we are trying to reduce the stigma as much as possible and get the help to the people that need it. And in this way, we find that we, we can joyfully give that help. And, and joyfully serve in this manner. Excellent. What, what's been the best, most rewarding part for you being part of this group? I think on a monthly basis, uh, when we go around the room and talk about um, people who have had a success or a particular um, issue uh, for the month, it, it allows people to sort of say, hey, I've been there. I know what you're experiencing. So they give a very good empathetic support for that. And uh, several people have given um, good recommendations and ideas for how they would handle a similar situation or what has worked for them in the past. Um, after the very first session, I was very much encouraged because I got an email back from someone who said, I've never had that much peace since uh, dealing with my, my loved one. Uh, she said, I went to the car and she said, it was, it was just like a weight has been lifted from me. And uh, for that, um, you know, I, I, words can't express that. You, know, you just can't, uh, you can't express that any better than that, I think. Absolutely. Being part of that process and helping people to see that they're not alone in the struggle, that it's something that many people share, but also there's resources and community for, I think is really important, not just for the church, but for the greater community to have that. Correct. And, you know, right now we're limited to, to a certain degree that we, we only have uh, room for a certain number of people at a time. 
the, the best uh, groups are somewhere between 8 to 12, and that's what we have currently. Uh, and we're really seeing um, a, a, a fantastic dynamic develop amongst the group members where they're supporting each other in, in a way that I've not seen uh, before. That's wonderful to hear, and I'm excited to see where this ministry goes, just offering the support to the community. I think the next area that we should talk about is the body, and I know, Stan, that you can tell us a little bit about that. Yes, uh, my name is Stan Christofferson, member of the board. Uh, the board, of course, is body, mind, and spirit, and when we think of the uh, body, we want to emphasize and promote wellness and the physical fitness there are two particular programs right now that First Lutheran Church is emphasizing. One is the 40-day, 6,400-mile walk to Jerusalem, where we're encouraging members and friends of members to sign up and be physically active and report their steps and or miles once a week so we can chart our journey from Sioux Falls to Jerusalem in the next 40 days. The program began March 1st and will end on April 16th. And I know so far, just a couple days ago, there were 100 people signed up already. So hopefully that'll really be uh, adding up, but really encouraging people to be active that way is one of the particular programs. And if I may interject, Stan, as of today, we're already at 1,000 miles. Good. That's what I was was hearing John Haig say something about that on Sunday, too, but I wasn't sure. But up to 1,000, that's great. And it's not so just we, one person we, has we to may circle. Uh, we may circle the globe. We may come back and come <laughs> back the other way. But there's been a lot of enthusiasm for that. So we're really encouraging the, the wellness and the social aspect of that, too. Yeah, I think to be active, even in the winter. Exactly. Yeah, I think exactly in the winter, that's important for us is to get that exercise and then also do something significant, right? And so this process is wonderful. What, what's the history of this? Is this a new program or this has been around? This is a new program that uh, we're trying this year, and I think some other churches may be doing that also, but uh, it is new aspect, and I think it'll create a tradition in the congregation for that. The other program I want to emphasize for physical fitness is pickleball. That's twice a week right now. It's at 8.30 Thursday mornings and then Thursday evenings too. For We encourage men and women to come and do the physical pickleball. Uh, it's a real team aspect to it, a lot of social uh, emphasis to it, the positives of that. Uh, we have... Uh, reached out to some of the people and encouraged from other uh, parts of the uh, city, too, to come in. So we're also reaching out. That's part of the ministry, too, is to do that aspect of that. So men and women, all levels of ability to come out and have some fun that way, too. Now, Stan, I am hearing nonstop about pickleball. How would you describe that for people? What, what does that all entail? Uh, it's a combination of tennis, badminton, ping pong. Uh, it's on a, uh, a court 20 by 42, I believe it is, and then a three-foot net high, and it's uh, cordoned off like tennis. So you can play singles or doubles, 
and you the team aspect you usually go to 11 or you have to win by two so that adds to the competition level to it but it's a lot of fun a lot of good activity okay and if i'm just getting started or i've never played before is that okay definitely we encourage that all levels and so you can you can play with people with similar abilities too so you don't have to come back and feel well i don't nothing about it give me a try Okay. Yes, definitely. Would people need to bring any special supplies or just show up? We have paddles and balls. The equipment is right here to get a start on. That would be the the best way of getting involved rather than buying some paddles and some of the equipment. Excellent. So just show up with a competitive spirit and be ready to play, and that's it. Yes, and the the people that are playing are very encouraging to and help. Uh, learn the rules there are rules to it so that's part of the learning (laughs) those rules curve also but people are really encouraging about it and if i may say there's a fair amount of discussion uh, just conversation that's going on as well uh during these times and in fact there are times when people say are we going to play are we going to talk yes so that that's a good thing because uh, it it you know we're trying to socialize with this uh, one of the main things that happened with the pandemic is that we, we all isolated. And uh, getting back into a, uh, a normal type of socialization again is not easy. Um, so this is, this is one of those fun ways that, that uh, especially men, I mean, I, you know, I, I just read a, uh, an article about how hard, how hard it is for men to get together. You know, women tend to get together much easier than men. But, uh, but for men to get together, this is a great thing. Yes. Also want to emphasize during the winter, of course, we play at our, our Reformation Hall in the gymnasium. In the summer, we encourage people to play outside, too, in the different community areas for pickleball. So that gives us some more uh, aspects and flexibility with maybe playing more often and with some other people in the community, too. I'm Brenda Roberts, and we are in hopes of being able to get yoga going again. Uh, I am waiting. I haven't talked to our last yoga instructor uh, instructors for a while. Uh, they were not ready to come back because of the numbers still a little high and of senior parents. So uh, I'm going to do some more checking on this and... Uh, hopefully we can get back to the yoga. Yeah, we also had a program um, just before the pandemic really set in called Faithfully Fit uh, with an exercise program that was led by, by Howard Bish. And, you know, that has not started again. He did put together a YouTube video for, for us uh, as well. So we can, we can uh, advise people to go back to that if you want to do that. We haven't restarted that again, but that it will be something that we're going to try to encourage uh, as time goes on. We also have a closet here that we have. We receive donations of medical equipment uh, from the other members of the church or anybody that has uh, equipment that they're no longer using. Uh, we are working really hard on getting this set up again and uh, information of what pieces we have. We have a lot of walkers right now and canes. 
we have a wheelchair, we have commodes, we have a lot of equipment. Uh, I was interested the other day when I found three dressing sticks, which I wouldn't have thought of anything of before until when I was looking for one when I was going home from rehab. They were only $15 to buy, but just to even have somebody go get them for you. And so it's, and I was lucky enough to have people help me get equipment from here. But uh, we have stool risers, uh, and we're going to, Bill and I are going to work on this and get a list uh, that I'll have personally and that they'll have at the desk. Thank you again for joining us on the First Lutheran Podcast at First Lutheran Church in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Join us for the next episode in the Lenten series, which will also feature members of First Lutheran's Care and Health Board.